Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reese, a show about living your very best life and a show that we enjoy bringing to you psychological topics. My name is Sandra Reese. I'm a licensed psychotherapist. I specialize in anxiety, depression, relationship issues, and I like to always bring onto the show another expert to, depending on what the topic is. So, um... Today's topic is a complicated one, and it's it's pretty like high-level psychology. So if you've been following Straight Talk, get ready. We're going to go even deeper than usual. <laughs> and the term is called cognitive dissonance, and this is a term you learn when you're studying to be a therapist, and it's, it's, it's quite complex. And let me start by saying why this topic interests me. Um, hypocrisy is something that I find fascinating. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we're always very quick to point out when people are hypocrites. And you all know you do it. I do it too. And the problem is that we're all hypocrites. And that's right now you could be listening and going, my God, she's provocative. How could she say such a thing? You probably think you live by a strong moral code. Um, and there's things you, you might be a person who says things like, I would never do that. I would never do this situation. And if you're one of those people, stay tuned. This is the show for you because you have to be very careful about making statements like that, that I will never do this because, uh, as we're going to explain, um, inside of us, often there are two sets of, uh, values and viewpoints playing out so you, what you want to be your value system and what actually ends up happening. And before I get into it and, and introduce our guests, I'll just tell you this, the reason that when you make a statement, um, let's say I would never have an affair with a married man. That's a, that's a pretty classic one. And then you have an affair with a married man. Uh, society is very unforgiving of that. However, if you do the behavior that's problematic first and then you adjust your statement, society is very forgiving of that. So that's probably a bit confusing. So what I'm going to try to explain in the next hour is the idea that there are contrary, contradictory beliefs and value systems in each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to even believe. So I could say, like, I'm a vegan and then we could find an area that contradicts that, where I'm not respecting the rules of veganism. Or you might say you're a religious person and you'll find an area where you're contradicting it and then you're going to feel very uncomfortable. So as we tackle this, I definitely want to bring on an expert. So I brought you the one and only Melissa Hinley to explain with me this concept. I really want to first get out there why there's this discomfort in our body and why am I mentioning veganism and married men? What the heck is she talking about this week? I promise by the end of the show, you will understand this. Welcome back to Straight Talk, Melissa. Thank you for having me. And you did, you did say it. This is one of the, you know, most I find that it feels complicated, this concept. It feels like a big word. It's very complicated. I remember even learning about it in my undergrad in psychology and kept forgetting what it really meant, right? Maybe that was my dissonance of wanting to to forget. But yeah, it's a a complicated. So we'll dissect it today and go through um, different examples of how that can apply in your life. Because once we recognize it, it can really make a difference in our relationships, but also, most importantly, the relationship that we have with ourselves and to see why sometimes we might be engaging in destructive behavior. So um, I'm definitely really excited to talk about. And it's a really old concept, too. It's a really old concept and a very powerful concept. So, you know, I was a little bit all over the place in globally explaining it. Can you break it down for us? What is cognitive dissonance? 
So we all have this, uh, you, you know, this inner drive to hold all our attitudes and behaviors in harmony. That's like one of the biggest um, definitions is really to hold our attitudes and our, our value system in harmony. It's like we, we hate, or I can speak for myself, it's like we hate conflict with other people. A lot of us don't like, feel very uncomfortable with conflict with other people. But what we dislike even more is the conflict in, within ourselves. Okay. So when there's a conflict in ourselves, meaning, for example, if I have, um, if there's like an inconsistency in my, in my, either my values and my behaviors. So let's say, for example, you know, I want to be on my diet and that's my values of like eating healthy and being healthy so I can, you know, live longer and, and, and have a better quality of life. But yet, um, sometimes you would see sometimes maybe in, in a lot of clients that I'm seeing recently uh, that their behaviors would be a lot different, right? So that they're eating in the junk food or um, eating foods that contradict their their values of having uh, a healthy lifestyle, right? right? And so that inner conflict, it's like, and like you said, with the veganism idea, but, you know, we have our we follow a value, it's important to us to eat healthy, and yet why are we engaging in behaviors that maybe contradict that? Right, so why we're doing this, we can't always live up to our value systems, but mm-hmm. the dissonance yeah. is we're going to start to, what we have to do is we once we do a behavior that's not in harmony with our value system, mm-hmm. we need to justify the behavior mm-hmm. or justify the cognition mm-hmm. or change the behavior or ignore information about the behavior. So on the diet example, if you're eating something that's bad for you, you either are going to change the behavior and not eat the thing that's bad for you. That's one way of dealing with it. Or you're going to justify the behavior by saying, like, I'm allowed to cheat once in a while. I'm only human. That's dissonance, by the way. When you're doing that, that's dissonance. That's because you're uncomfortable. So you need to justify it. Or you're going to add in a new cognition, a new thought, like, I'm going to eat this food, but I'm going to exercise for 30 minutes. It's going to make up for it. Or I'm going to deny the entire situation and say this, uh, like, I didn't even notice this food is bad for me. Yeah. Now, as humans, we do this all the, all time. the time. All the time. Okay. And I loved how you pointed out that we, we can't, it's not realistic to always strive for, for our values and our beliefs, but you're right. It's the, it's the, it's the discomfort and we, we, we strive to reduce that because it feels very, and this is where a lot of uncomfortable, they actually showed research that it actually creates a lot of physiological responses. Like your body physiologically reacts to this um, disconnection. This okay. Disconnection. So that I'm so glad you brought that up because that's like, we just talked about this. We just came back from a woman's retreat. We talked mm-hmm. about this. People had a really big aha moments yes. about this because it is your body mm-hmm. goes into a huge state of physical discomfort mm-hmm. when there's dissonance going on, meaning what you're, it's basically, you know, I like to say, say what you mean and mean what you say. It's mm-hmm. basically not saying what you mean and meaning what you say. Something is out of alignment. Your body knows the truth. Yes. So your body gets upset and uncomfortable, which is what creates the dissonance. Now you're justifying the behavior. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're starting to quote unquote lie to yourself. Yes. Yeah. And that's where we'll see a lot of anxiety. And so that's what I'll help my clients to teach them to really get back to the, if we be honest with ourselves and get back to the truth about um, trying to, because uh, it's it's not actually the, 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 the in conflicting message that's creating the problem. It's the way, it's like you said, it's the way that we try to reduce this um, physiological response. So how we reduce that one, you said to change the behavior. So I can just say, well, you know, we'll stop, I'll stop, I'll, I'll eat uh, my healthy foods. Um, but really, it's really trying to, um, it's, it's really when the thought comes up, um, when we try to rationalize a lot of things, this hurts us a lot of the times when we rationalize our behaviors or when we rationalize other people's behaviors. I find this hurts us uh, very much so. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Um, the problem, again, that goes along with this is that um, we can't really accept, and this it goes to a lot of the psychology that I believe in, is that we mm-hmm. can't really accept all parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a good person who doesn't believe that you should tell lies mm-hmm. and I hear myself telling a lie, 
I reject that part of myself. I justify it. It's just a white lie. It mm. doesn't count. And the problem is where we want to take people on this show all the time and in at the clinic is on a journey to be uh, the most evolved version of yourself. And one of my belief systems and why I do the retreats and why I do the radio and why I do all of this is we can't evolve until we accept all the parts of ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Okay? And this is the ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. If your value system is I'm not a liar and you tell lies, I say you're human. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take a break, but we'll be right back and talk more about how you can bring together your good and bad and ugly and by doing that, become an even better person. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. Okay, so uh, we are back on Straight Talk. Lots to talk about. And, uh, you know, I want to start with uh, a quote that I'm a very big fan of. You know, I promise we're going to talk about integrating the ugly into becoming a good person, which I'll get back to. But my favorite quote, it's really one of my favorite ones, is those people who live in glass houses should not throw stones. Are you familiar with this quote? I've heard you say that before. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it's a fantastic quote. And what it means is the danger of judging others is that you will be judged. Meaning, I can find inconsistency in you, Melissa Henley, mm-hmm. very easily. Mm-hmm. But the and I can find it in anyone. Mm-hmm. If you go looking for it, you will find it. If you're listening to the show and you do this, you find inconsistency in people, and you want to show them that they're hypocrites. Be very careful because the people. The reason this expression says people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones is it means that if you're in a glass house, we can see you too. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to find me on my inconsistencies, mm-hmm. I'm going to find you on yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we left off on the idea that all of us have a good, a bad, and an ugly. And the ugly is self-imposed because we say, I am an honest good person and honest good people don't tell lies and then I hear myself telling a lie and I have a very uncomfortable feeling in my body because mm-hmm. that's not consistent with who I am so what I want to get to Melissa with your help is how can I still have a good self-concept and integrate the fact that I could still be a good person and still have the value that's best to tell the truth but also accept that I don't live up to my value system all the time and yeah. be okay with it. Yeah. And and if I'm okay with it, I could be okay with it in you too. Yeah, so you'll be more tolerable. Okay. Well, not to un, unhelpful, like when people cross those boundaries, but the ones that you said that we're trying to look for things will yes. be a lot more tolerable. So how can I, how can 
can I do this? Like, how can I be okay with my dissonance, my hypocrisy? Well, the main thing is awareness. So if we, and and that's one thing that uh, when I teach my clients is that sometimes two things can be true at the exact same time. I love when you say that. Say that again. That two things can be true at the exact same time. That, you know, it is my value system and, you know, I I just did a lie or I just said a lie. But it's really about acknowledging instead of having, it's the conflict, like we said, that rises our anxiety and discomfort but really just to acknowledge the two sides that that they are there and and once we acknowledge them it's really trying to have compassion um towards both sides doesn't end there because we want to still align more with our values but we want to really acknowledge them and then give ourselves compassion that i'm human and what can i do to to keep it more inconsistent with my my truth and with my values well said so i truly believe that embracing your own hypocrisy like you said Mm -hmm. is extremely high level of emotional intelligence yeah it's kind of almost a good experiment Mm -hmm. to like we could even play that game right now is where are you a hypocrite Mm -hmm. and where am i a hypocrite and Mm -hmm. If we played that game, I would love to play that game with anyone where they would be really happy to point out their hypocrisy mm-hmm. because it's not that shameful. No. Because we're all hypocrites. So how shameful could it be? We all do it. We That's all do right. It. So how do you know? You you were talking to me on the break that you have like some information on how people know when they're doing mm-hmm. this. Tell us, please. Yeah. So so one way that we can know how we're in dissonance is really the, the biggest thing what I teach all my clients is really let your body tell you. Your body will always send you a signal when you feel uncomfortable. So what would be like the first sign when we know when we're in dissonance? What's usually the first sign? Anxiety. 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 Right. Well, for me, it would be anxiety for sure. Like yeah. I would feel like a like a yeah. in my stomach, you know. <laughs> yeah, so you get like knots or butterflies, yeah. increased heart, maybe tightness in our chest, uh, you know, a, a lump in our in our throat. So these are all feelings of uncomfortableness and anxiety. Um, another dissonance is uh, how we know is if we're avoiding something. There could be some dissonance that's going on. So when there's a conflict or when we might be avoiding something. Um, one of the biggest one, and like I said, I mentioned before in the show that I find the rationalization, when we rationalize and we justify other people's behaviors and our own behaviors, I find that's one of the biggest traps and uh, one of the things that we can do that is the most harmful because we let go uh, sometimes of what our truth is and what we believe when we start to justify and rationalize other people's behaviors. You know, it's like if you yelled at me, I say, oh, well, you know, you had a really rough day. And that might be true, right? And so definitely I can have compassion over that. But if I ca- if I didn't tell you how I truly felt and I just kept rationalizing, like, it's okay, she, she's just angry or it's her anger that made her said that. I, I've heard that so many times. Well, they were angry. They said that out of anger. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, yes. However, um if I rationalize their behavior all the time, then maybe it'll keep continuing. Right. So what should you do? Well, at that point, we, we still want compassion to say, look, Sandra, I know you had a really rough day, um, but, you know, I uh, I felt kind of hurt when you yelled at me. Okay. Right. So speaking my truth, but also we, we don't want to forget the compassion piece. Okay. That's really important. So, so part of what we're learning here, though, is to bring our subconscious into our consciousness, yes. right? Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big piece of it because mm-hmm. the dissonance happens on a very subconscious level. Almost automatic. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to bring it to our consciousness and catch ourselves in it and not be afraid of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's, it, it's something that we, we feel like we should be afraid. Oh, no, we're in, we're, in, we're contradicting ourselves and we don't like that. But no, it's, it's okay to, to, to acknowledge these feelings that they're not they're not something because that's another tip that we might be in dissonance is when we feel extreme shame and guilt Mm. and when usually when that happens with shame we want to keep it to ourselves and hidden and we want to isolate and you know not share whatever it is that's going on because we're too embarrassed or shameful but that's the part of breaking that stigma that we all every single one of us do it does it now, okay, so I really like what you're saying, and I would you agree with me that people who say statements that include the word never Ooh. get themselves into a lot of trouble with dissonance? They yeah. say, and, and people say this in my office, like, I know someone who's having an affair with a married man. I would never do that. I always say, be very careful, and they get upset with me. They say, mm-hmm. well, no, I would never do that, and I say, you really can't make that statement when they get even more upset with me, and we try to work through that because mm-hmm. – 
that's actually a high level of dissonance because that is saying that you operate on a high moral compass, a higher moral compass. they don't. Right. And the thing is, when humans are put in very difficult situations, slippery slopes, Mm -hmm. people do things that are very shocking, Mm -hmm. that are very out of character. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the greatest examples of dissonance for people listening is politicians. We've heard of politicians and priests being very Mm anti-gay, and then we find out they're gay. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. dissonance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at its finest, Mm -hmm. okay? Homophobia is often dissonance. Mm -hmm. Not always. I'm not getting too controversial here. Mm -hmm. But often when someone's too much against something, it's because they're disowning something in themselves. Yeah. And I and I loved how you you work on them with that because the you're right, you're saying that I'm at a higher moral compass playing field, playing yeah. field mm-hmm. which means I'm all good and you must be all bad. Right. And that But that's just not how that's not that's the, yeah, look at her face. Yeah, She's not no, impressed. No. Not, not. If you want to join the conversation mm-hmm. by the way with me and Melissa and we sure would love if you did. We don't yeah. get calls, but we're always hoping. Yes, we well, you guys, we meet you at events. You all say you're going to call, but maybe today's the day. 18664725792. You can always surprise us. Um Yes, uh, that is a dangerous, now you're a very, it's a dangerous avenue. You're a very young girl, mm-hmm. okay? Just today I was booking a client, they were like, how old is this girl? And I'm like, I don't know her age, but not that old. And so for people listening, you are very young, but very, very wise for your Thank years. You. And it's quite shocking to me, you know, intellectually, you understand dissonance. So you learned that, I understand it, but I can tell the way you're talking, you don't just understand it as a cognitive concept. Mm -hmm. So as a young woman, Mm -hmm. how could such a young woman be comfortable with your own dissonance? Tell Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Well, the the first part is like a lot of times, you know, people will, will start to call you out on stuff. You know, people will start to, because it's like when, you know, people in your life that are closest to you, sometimes they hold a mirror and we don't want to see that mirror, right? right? And so sometimes when people highlight and it's easy to get defensive and we don't want to say that everything that they're saying is absolute truth, but it's starting to just question yourself. Like, what are they seeing that maybe I'm not? What is my blind spots? What what are some things that I could be doing um, that maybe doesn't, that I'm not, I'm in dissonance and I don't want to look at? And so, 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 okay, so you... Look at your dissonance. Yes, I try to because... And by looking at your dissonance, you protect yourself against hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, most of it, not all of it. None of us can nail that, but you can be more aware. More aware. I find this a fun experiment to do. Do you? I like when I find that I like out. it. I like, I like it. if my husband it's, it's nails at, me on it's something. It's hard at first because you're like, when someone ooh, holds that yeah. mirror, you know, you're like, ooh, I don't want to look at this. But your relation, like your relationship with yourself will be a lot better and your relationships with other people. So, and you can, you can find yourself speaking more of your truth more freely. Right. When you're not so much in dissonance. Because you'll have, it's like you have more pieces to the puzzle. Right. So... Not that you're hide, you have to hide something. Okay, hide so we have to truth. reserve judgment then. Mm-hmm. And we have to reserve judgment until we've experienced yeah. the situation that we're judging. Yeah, there's a lot of experiments that they did in psychology. Yes. Where there's so many of them, but that people did un- unimaginable things. Well, when yes, the Milgram experiment yes. with the shocks, if people aren't yes, familiar with that. Heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the prisoner experiment. The prisoner prisoner mm-hmm. experiment where, you know, and again, there's a movie even made about yep. this. I've seen the movie. It's pretty shocking you saw it yep oh my god it's a shocking movie Mm -hmm. but basically yes everyday people if you don't know these experiments doing pretty horrible things Mm -hmm. that you could have never predicted and even to this day when we hear about these experiments we think not us yeah we're like that didn't happen no that can't not us but why then does it happen why what's going on there well, when we're in, we, we, there's a lot of research that shows that when we're actually forced to do something, so like when we're in, a, because if we feel like there's going to be a negative consequence, so I think if I'm not mistaken in that study, they told them that if they didn't do it, there is going to be a negative consequence. Yeah. So um, to themselves or to the other person. So uh, when we when we have a negative consequence, then we're more likely not to, the, like the dissonance is going to decrease. Yeah. Or if we feel like we had no choice. Dissonance is going to increase, not decrease, right? Well, it You're de- going to be more unaware, more, less aware of your, unco- your dissonance. 
you, yeah, dissonance, the, the conflict will decrease if we feel like there's going to be a negative consequence. So that's why you're more likely to do it because you're not feeling in disconnect with yourself. Okay, so you're not feeling the discomfort, discomfort is what you're saying. So that you'll, you'll be more likely to give them that shock if you said... But that's going to create dissonance. That's going to, but you, you do it because, yeah, so the dissonance will happen, You'll feel, but you'll feel less uncomfortable. Because you're afraid of the negative consequence. The negative consequence, okay, right. Yes. And there's also contagion effect. So this is also the same thing as with the prisoner experiment. People did terrible things because everybody else was doing it. Yes. We know this from world wars. We know people mm-hmm. say, well, I was just following orders and... And everybody else was doing. As a matter of fact, it's probably one of the problems in our society is that the our our bar that we're following is we're you know we tend to go well. Everybody else is even with food. Everyone else is eating junk, so mm. I'm pretty good compared to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that that's justification again, mm-hmm. right? And well, we're, my favorite people say this all the time. Well, we're all going to die anyway, yes. so you might as might well, well enjoy, live it up. Enjoy life. That's dissonance. Yes, that's dissonance because yes. that's a way of making yourself feel better about the choices you're making. Yes. And that's okay if you want to make those choices, mm-hmm. but without that comment, mm-hmm. without the we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. The better comment would be this, I know this is bad for me, but mm-hmm. I want to do it. I enjoy doing it and I'm going to do it. And I'm okay with the fact that this is not consistent with some other values that I have said about being healthy and so on and so yeah. forth. But that would be being honest in your truth and you wouldn't be a hypocrite. Good point. Yeah. So this is what it is, is this is what I'm really big on is can we be really honest about who we are, even though mm-hmm. we're really walking contradictions Mm -hmm. can we be honest about that and and when we come back maybe we can talk about is it shameful to find out that you're a walking contradiction i don't think so no well we have to destigmatize that and i love that we're talking that's our job that's our job so don't go away we'll be right back on straight talk with sandra reach Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back. And before we get back into it, I just want to, I always like to uh, just give a little shout out. I was speaking at um, the teachers, the English School Board Teachers Convention last week and this week at a CPE uh, in Montreal. And both groups were absolutely incredible. So if you are listening, I just want to thank you so much for the warm um, audience and welcome that you provided for me. It's very appreciated. And it's very nice to know that teachers and educators are trying so hard to learn this stuff and bring mm-hmm. it to students. And this is how we make a real impact in the world. Um, on the break, um, Melissa and I were reviewing dissonance because it is so complex that, you know, we have to, it's it's quite interesting that actually the, the dissonance is the discomfort in your body. And actually what we arrived at, Melissa was discussing with me is 
what I realized is in her talking to me is your dissonance helps you because your dissonance tells you something's out of whack. Yes. You feel uncomfortable. And what Melissa was saying before is that when they're, when somebody says, well, do this behavior or else, you're able to justify it and bring your dissonance down, which means if you can reduce your dissonance, and I know this is getting complex, but if you can reduce the discomfort in your body, you actually could end up in danger yes. doing something really bad. So the dissonance serves us. Yes. It's, it's like a moral compass to yeah. a certain extent. It wa- it's telling us that uncomfortable feeling. Something's, something's, something's wrong. Something's, something's wrong. Something's up. So it's like almost like a gut instinct also. If you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, it's warning you. Mm-hmm. But we don't like to listen, so then we justify. Mm-hmm. You gave the smoking example. Mm-hmm. Smoking's a big one for people. Mm-hmm. So how would the dissonance work on that? Well, it's like if, if I'm smoking or eating or engaging in whatever behaviors that we, we, we're not we don't like, but yet we find ourselves still doing it. So um, if I keep smoking and my values is I want to be happy, then that's or healthy c- or healthy. Yeah, that's what I meant. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think so we want to be healthy. Um, that that creates that dissonance, that, that uncomfortable feeling. So very early on in the show, we said, well, if that's actually that dissonance is trying to tell me something It's trying to say, hey, hey, like this smoking might contradict what I want in my life, right? And so we know that research says um, that smoking can cause cancer and that smoking definitely uh, impacts our health or eating certain foods can definitely cause cancers and, and impact our health. There's a lot more research on that. But sometimes we try to ignore the facts, right? And so if, if, I, if I then change, so I can do it in two ways. I can try, I can stop smoking so that I can be more in line with my values and that will decrease the dissonance. Therefore the dissonance, there won't be any dissonance because now I'm acting on my values. I am not smoking because I think it's more healthy, right? But where it becomes a problem is when I say I'm smoking, meh, like, you know, I want to, I want a better day. Like I want to feel relaxed, you know, it helps calm me. Uh, You know, it's, like your comment, we're all going to die anyways. It's okay. So when we start to rationalize, that's where it becomes unhelpful. Um, And our dissonance, our dissonance does disappear for a second because we're rationalizing it. We're justifying. But the problem is, is that it will keep popping up again. So I will have this debate again with myself about cigarettes. And that's why you feel it would be better and healthier to say, I acknowledge that smoking gives me gives lung cancer and is unhealthy, but I choose, choose to, to do smoke. it anyways. Yeah, I choose to smoke, and I I know that's a very odd statement to say something that gives me cancer is something I'm going to do. But people are complicated, and people do things that don't always make sense mm-hmm. because we do do things that don't make sense. Thus, the comment about I would never have an affair with a married man. Nobody sets out usually to have an affair with a married man. No, that's no, not really how we start out. No, we don't. Want it's just. Yeah, it doesn't fit with most of our moral systems. Nobody sets out to be a bad parent. There's so many things, but then stuff happens and it's a slippery slope. And I want to clarify that because I know some people are listening going, well, I really don't agree. I I would not have an affair with a married man. So I want to come back to that example and why it's dangerous to say things like that is because you again we let's take extreme scenarios you you're with your partner you've had a terrible fight you've gone downtown to a bar you had one too many to drink somebody's coming and paying you attention it seems like the easy answer is i would never do that and in case you guys are listening going oh straight talk with sandra reach had an affair no affair no affair i'm going on record i always say the truth on the show no affair but I think that would be hard for me to say that I could never do that. It doesn't fit with, I don't believe in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad idea to have an affair yeah. with a married person or to have an affair as a married person. Yeah. But I also think that our human nature is complex. And when you're very attracted to someone in the right mm-hmm. circumstances, you could make a very bad decision. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that that's tr- me saying that is actually honest, mm-hmm. not immoral mm-hmm. if you're listening and you find it immoral okay i have to accept that mm-hmm. but you have to check in yourself whether you feel you can live up to your own morality mm-hmm. because if you're listening and you think you're super moral could you acknowledge the question have you ever been immoral mm-hmm. have you ever been immoral have you ever been immoral yes i'm putting you on the spot have you ever been immoral not had an affair done anything immoral in your life yeah Okay, I was going to yeah. say, like, if there's any hesitation, I'll challenge you. No. Because 
I asked you because you're a therapist, you can handle it. Yes. And you're here. Yes. You're not out in radio land. Yes. Okay. But every person has done something immoral. Yes. Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. But we hesitate, right? We hesitate, right? Because, because you got scared that it could be judged. Yes. And what I'm saying, my message is, if that's something that's shared by all humankind, we shouldn't be judging each other. Yeah, we shouldn't. And and, and to be more open to, and, and once we can have that openness, we can be able to um, be easier to acknowledge it to ourselves. So that's definitely very, very important. And it's it's human. Yes. It's human. So our cognitive dissonance is there to remind us yes. that we're acting out of, yes. out of, uh, Inconsistent with what we say we believe. Yeah. So now how do I make sense of the fact that I'm acting out of context of what I believe is the right way to act? How do I do that? I say lies are horrible yeah. and I find myself lying. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I, be honest. Say the truth. Acknowledge it. So what's yeah. the truth? I'm a big fat liar? No. Is that is that, you know, lying is not in my... Not every day everyday life but not but i would say and and that's very because we remember both are true and you know this time and we can try to understand it versus judging it why did you feel like you had to lie you know but is that not justifying it again not justifying but understanding understand that i lied because i felt like i couldn't tell the truth and therefore that that's something you'll need to work on so that you don't have to lie. But justifying would be to say, oh, it was okay to do that because right. it was just a white lie. Right. But understanding would be to say, look, I lied because I felt like I felt like um, you would be upset at me, you know, so, so I couldn't tell you the truth. But, uh, you know, you can acknowledge both and then therefore act. So part of it is also saying that... I want to be a person who doesn't tell lies, but it might be unrealistic for me to tell myself that I will never tell yes. lies. Yeah. And right? just be more realistic in, in that, that. Yeah, like we teach our kids don't lie, but then we also teach our kids when you go to someone's house for dinner, say the food is good. Yeah. Right? And that's yeah. a social skill. Yes. That is a social skill. It is not actually a good social skill to go to someone's house and say yeah. this food is horrible. <laughs> yeah. So that means we're teaching our kids to lie. Yes. Yeah. And I, I liked how you said, because we also teach our clients that too, that's one of the um, cognitive distortions is is when we overgeneralize, when we say never and always. Yes. Those are really big, big signs that we're overgeneralizing, saying that we'll never be able to, we'll never do that, or I would never be a type of person that would do X, Y, and Z. Right. right. But that's the, our, our, our message, Melissa, and my message on the never is that it may be unlikely that you would do that behavior, but under the right circumstances, it's very hard to say what people will do. I remember um, even a car, my car, my friend's car getting robbed mm. once and we were very upset about it. And she turned to me and said, well, if I had starving children, I might be breaking into yeah. cars too. I was very shocked that she said that, but it's yeah, actually a really good point. Yeah. You know, what wouldn't you do if your kid was starving? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. true. And so we would say, I'd never steal from anyone until your kid is starving. Yeah, until we're in that situation that's yeah. desperate. Um, how how have you seen, you work with a lot of couples and, and marriages, how have you seen cognitive dissonance in, in your relationship? Oh my God, that's such a good question. You are so good. That is such a good question because... That's where it's real. That's where a good therapist is really valuable because mm-hmm. the therapist will see the dissonance, yeah. right? Because it's like, first of all, it's been studied that humans are much harder on other people than they are on themselves. True. So if you, my partner, do something that I think is not good, yeah. I'm on you and saying, da, 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 da. you're doing this, this, and this. You're mm-hmm. lazy. You're this, you're that. And the dissonance and the good therapist will point out like, hmm, interesting. How about mm-hmm. when you do this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. So that's where I see it is that it's kind of dismissed. Like it's not bad when I do it. It's bad when, when you, you do, do it. it. It's like I had this conversation with my sister the other day because oh. she's, I'm sharing this on there. I hope she minds, but she's, she's I hope she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you said it's so funny. <laughs> I hope she minds. <laughs> okay. A little Freudian slip there. Right. Live, live radio people, live radio. I hope she is listening. She's going to get a humor out of this. Yeah. So she's actually seeing someone right now and, and, uh, it's very early on to the relationship and she goes well you know he didn't text me all day and then I said whoa well, well, okay but did you text him all day like she was very 
comfortable at saying he did something right. that was not like uh, that was hurtful or right. not acceptable, but yet she did the exact same. Right. And so he could be on the other end telling yeah. telling his, his friends, friends like why isn't she texting yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you said that, it kind of reminded me of that and and how she's like, oh yeah, it's right, and and that makes us feel more in control. Yes. Instead of giving up all that control to somebody else and yeah. judging them for not doing something, we can look at what we're doing. Well, it's yeah. I think that's that's a great example of it. And I think that we have blind spots. And mm-hmm. I lately I've been on a real roll with clients and in my own personal life of journaling, oh. because journaling really helps me personally to come back to seeing my blind spots. So when I'm saying, if I would say something like that, like, oh, he didn't text me all day mm-hmm. in my journal, I'd be like, oh, I'm really upset about that. I'd validate the feeling. But then mm-hmm. I'd go, hmm, does this quality exist in me, Mm. right? So if I feel someone's being selfish or insensitive, is there a chance I'm being selfish or insensitive? And I find this is really, it's a win-win skill. I'm not doing this to be kind. I'm Mm. doing it purely selfishly. It makes me feel better Mm -hmm. to find out like, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I can be selfish. Who knew? Yeah. And, and, we we uh, I hear this a lot in our clients that we see together, but the ones that say, you know, they don't give me empathy. Right. You know, and, and yeah, it's about, well, well do, am I giving, you know, it's checking in with yourself to see, well, I might not be receiving empathy, but am I giving it too? Right. Right. Because it has to be a two-way street. So. Yeah. Right. So you're bringing up a very important point. We're going to take a break, but it comes to one of the things I like to say is that your partner is a reflection of yourself. Mm -hmm. So we've segued into that, but I think we should go with that. I think Mm -hmm. that's an important point and how your partner can be a great teacher to you. Yeah. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. We are back on Straight Talk. I've got Melissa Hinley, clinical counselor at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, and really a great guest on Straight Talk, always bringing so much information. And she brought us to the topic of relationships. I'm going to say a few words about that, and then I have some questions for you, Melissa. Um, so the, one of the things our partner does, and that's what's so helpful about marriage, I do a lot of retreats on this exact concept that marriage is there to heal us. Relationships are there to heal us because we find out a lot of our dissonance, a lot of our hypocrisy, a lot of our blind spots <laughs> through relationship. our relationships. As a matter of fact, there's an old adage that says, if you want to find out your dysfunction, get into a relationship because you'll never find it out on your own because I, on my own, I'm just perfect. Everything goes smoothly, right? And then I find out like, oh, 
Apparently I'm not. <laughs> Perfect. Who knew? Who knew? So your partner is a bit of a reflection of yourself. So someone with a good emotional intelligence is going to recognize that if there's something that you're seeing in someone else, it might be something that exists in yourself. But you have a whole bunch of stuff about how this plays out in romantic relationships. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so sometimes, you know, in a lot of couples or the relationships uh, that I see is that sometimes, and I can even relate to in my own life in the past, that sometimes we let our partner's behavior slide, mm. right? That sometimes somebody, a friend or some somebody might do, does something. Well, I can't talk to you. You're doing fine. <laughs> somebody does something to us that, uh, that sometimes we let it slide or other times we try to adjust our own beliefs to be consistent with the other person. So, for example, let's break this down. So, let's yes. say in a, in a relationship, let's say... Uh, one night, like there's, you, you, you've entered a new relationship, everything is, you're in the romantic stage, everything is doing, going really well. And one night, uh, one of the partners lashes out at the other partner. Okay, so they lash out, they say some mean things. And now there's going to be a dilemma, right? Because we love that person, but we don't love their behavior, Right. We love the person, but what they did by yelling or saying something that was hurtful or crossing a boundary, we don't love. Right. Mm -hmm. So now this creates, we have a lot of options here. And I find a lot of times uh, when this happens that sometimes we let it slide. We don't say anything. And this is kind of what we talked in previous shows about conflict and about how we're worried about that, how how that could come out as conflict. But, you know, that that's something that's going to make that partner, the one that they're, um, boundaries got broke is going to make that person feel very uncomfortable and one of the attitude has to change so either that person has to change the love or doesn't uh, doesn't love the behavior so they have to make a tough decision this is a very tough decision someone crossed my boundary but now it's a tough decision to make so um what, what what are some options? What can we do? So one, we can either, I hear this a lot in my clients, they start to justify the other person's behavior. Do you hear this a lot? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. What are some things they might say to justify? It's like, well, like you said before, he's having a bad day and mm-hmm. uh, maybe I am very hard to live with mm-hmm. and, you know, and no one's perfect. Things like that is, again, that's because now I have a conflictual emotion in me, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. because of the conflict and because it's sometimes hard to put a boundary, it's easier just to say, well, to justify their behavior. And that's, again, goes back to another example of why justification and rationalization can hurt you because it's not okay what this person did. Right. Right. Um, so now we have a tough decision. So we can either rationalize by convincing us why the need to stay in the relationship or why we need this person in our life. Um Again, rationalizing it through many different ways, or we can end the relationship or put a boundary. And so this is a, we've talked about this before, but why it's so hard sometimes to put a boundary, but necessary, because then if we, if we have cognitive dissonance, meaning we're in a conflict, I love the person, but they hurt me, but putting a boundary, how will that resolve that, that, that that conflict? I love them, but they hurt me. That's such a good question. So, and that's so many people going through this right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're staying true to both those two opposing systems. You're loving the person, but you're loving you also. Wow. That's that's a good answer because you asked a great question. The compliments is on you. Okay. That's why boundaries and consequences are so darn important. Mm-hmm. Because it's saying I love you, but I love me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I don't have to sell out the relationship, but I don't have to sell out me either. Yeah, and I love that. That's yeah, very baby. powerful. Very yeah. powerful. So and that's and that way we don't let the behavior slide and we're 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 standing up for ourselves. So we're we're standing up for our belief system, right? That I don't want to be treated this way, so I'm gonna say something and it doesn't and we can't lose the love. Like I mean, um we can't just be angry. We have to be we have to be compassionate. Like you said, I understand. However, I don't want to be treated this way. Right. And so by putting that boundary um, can definitely help um, with that cognitive distance. But we have to say something. If we just try to ignore it, it's going to cause problems down the road and the behavior is still going to continue. And that's why we see the same couples have the same fights and arguments over and over again and Mm. boundaries not being put. Okay. So, okay. 
what do we do with this? Well, definitely, like we said, trying to, to acknowledge both sides to say, I, I love you. I love me more. I love me just as much, maybe a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but and to put to put that boundary, to, to speak our truth, to acknowledge both sides and, and just ask yourself, like, how would you like to be? What what type of person do you want to be and how do you want to act? And how do we, you know, what values, what, what can I do today to, that, that stays consistent with that? What can I do today, a small action that makes me feel more inconsistent with myself? Um, and so whether that be communicating more, whether that's be doing an, an action, right? If I want to eat something that maybe, you know, once in a while is okay, but if it's consistency. So it's just how, how do I want to be and how can I live up to that value? Oh, well said, Melissa. My God, I think you've done a tremendous job of explaining dissonance and how it comes into our everyday life. It is a very big part of everyday life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Melissa, you are a great, great clinician. And you do such a great job explaining to people. And uh, I am so appreciative that you come on the show and take your time and help others to understand this. And as I'm always saying, you're a young woman Mm -hmm. uh, with an incredible amount of knowledge. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure people listening are going to want to know how to reach out to you. How do they reach out to you? So you can call the center at 514-777-4530. And I want to thank you, too, for allowing me to come on the show. This I told you before, but this was one of my dreams. So I want to be on Sandra's show, and I've learned a lot from you. So a lot of this, uh, I, I can't. Uh, I have to give you credit for helping me and, and seeing something in me to give me that chance. Well, that's very kind of you, but I have to say I've watched your journey. And it's up, up and away. We're having like a little moment here on Straight Talk, but Mm -hmm. it's up, up and away and you're helping so many people. And I'm so happy that you understand these concepts and you're spreading the word. I'm happy whenever we spread the word like this, because as much as we can get in touch with our own hypocrisies and our own dark spots is the more we can become better versions of ourselves. So Mm -hmm. I really want to thank you for coming today and helping people understand quite a complex concept. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks. Um, that's all the time we have left today. Um, I want to also thank all of you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I'd like to invite you to all come back next week. Some of you have expressed interest in retreats, therapy, or any other thing we mentioned on the show. If you want to find out more, just go on www.helpforanxietydepression.com. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you go on www.straighttalksandrareach.com and you put a forward slash radio gifts you get all sorts of amazing free gifts you can also check out my Facebook page Straight Talk Sandra Reach um, and feel free to leave a question for me or Melissa and remember to like us while you're there as well Um, you can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website on the podcast app of your iPhone and iTunes sorry and on iTunes me too I can't speak under uh, Straight Talk Sandra Reich on what else do I need to tell you Um, I guess that's basically it. You can drop me a line or a comment or a question anytime at info at helpforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise I will help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same time, same channel. Same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, Melissa, let's do it. Keep Keep your eyes on the stars. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life. <laughs>